a Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the STL All Local Podcast from KMOX Radio. Today is Thursday, June 8th. I'm Megan Lynch. And I'm Debbie Monterey. Families of many transgender children are already making plans to leave Missouri. The conversations have been happening since late last year. But now with Governor Mike Parson signing two bills that take effect August 28th, it means Missouri health care providers will no longer be able to prescribe transgender treatment. Most adults will still have access to care, but Medicaid will not cover it. Trans girls and women will now be prohibited from playing on female sports teams from kindergarten to college. Promo, the LGBTQ plus advocacy group, was expecting this, but Robert Fisher says to sign these bills during Pride Month... It really shows how little the state government really cares for transgender Missourians, gender expansive Missourians, and LGBTQ plus Missourians in general. With passage of these bills, trans parents who were talking about leaving Missouri, it's now a reality. Maria Kina, KMOX News. Today's the day that marijuana convictions are supposed to have disappeared. Today marks the deadline for courts to expunge misdemeanor marijuana convictions under Amendment 3 passed by voters in November. 22nd Circuit Court spokesman Joel Courier says their team of clerks have been working feverishly for months to expunge the more than 20,000 convictions in St. Louis, even bringing in retired clerks to help out. However... My understanding is that this court has not yet received any petitions uh, for expungement. Uh, As we get them, we'll take a look at them and make sure that those are processed accordingly. The deadline is set to pass with only a few thousand of the cases expunged, but Courier says that does not appear to be an issue. There's also a deadline late in the year to expunge felony marijuana convictions. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. A Jefferson County Sheriff's deputy who lost his wife in a car crash has now been fired and is facing charges. Before the charges were filed against former Jefferson County Sheriff's deputy Colby McCreary, his department was rallying around him, planning a fundraiser, but now all of that's on hold. McCreary is charged with one count of DWI causing a death and involuntary manslaughter in the April 30th crash in Festus that took his wife Savannah's life. At first, Festus police on the scene saw no sign that he was drunk, but a follow-up investigation by the Missouri Highway Patrol led to the charges. Kevin Killeen, KMOX News. The McCreary family issuing a statement saying they are grieving the loss of Savannah and focusing on the mental health of our grandchildren who have suffered an unimaginable loss. The St. Louis police budget under scrutiny at Wednesday's meeting of the Board of Aldermen's Budget Committee. Alderwoman Alicia Sonye notes how there are still a lot of police positions in the budget that have been unfilled for several years. I would definitely want to pay close attention to where what we're doing with their staff and if they're continuing to be you know, underspent, then it makes sense to me for us to come back and look at at a committee and see how maybe some of that money could be reallocated. She thinks public health should be given some of the unspent police funding. The committee has yet to vote on a budget to recommend to the full board. Illinois Governor Pritzker signed the $50 billion state budget into law Wednesday after a week touring the state to promote the already passed legislation. He calls the spending plan fiscally responsible. We've eliminated our overdue bills. We've paid down $10.5 billion in debt, including pension debt. Our once empty rainy day fund is now rising to $2 billion. There were no Republican lawmakers at the signing ceremony. They contend the budget is not as balanced as Democrats claim. 
How could that hazardous Canadian wildfire smoke now being seen all along the East Coast affect us? KMOX Health Editor Fred Bottomer reports. So the air quality uh, has deteriorated a bit due to these Canadian wildfires and also um, due to the effect of sort of summertime heat. WashU pulmonologist Dr. Derek Byers at Barnes Jewish Hospital. Currently, our air quality is ranging between yellow and orange, or from moderate risk to unhealthy for sensitive groups. The people that are most susceptible are those that have underlying respiratory um, diseases or heart uh, diseases. Also, kids, the elderly, and pregnant women are impacted. He suggests staying indoors if you're at high risk and feel some effects like sinus congestion and irritated eyes. Fred Bottomer, KMOX News. From the KMOX Business Desk. It's got camels, flying children, jugglers, jump roping dogs, and the flying Walendas. It must be Circus Flora. And this year, says Executive Director Jack Marsh, it has motorbikes doing the stunning globe of speed. It's a it's a total showstopper. Um, you know, I think the whole audience uh, has their has their stomach in their throats in a, in a very good way yes. by the end of it. The reduced visibility from Canadian wildfires is impacting life in New York City, Washington, D.C., and other major cities, even affecting air travel. Joining us now to talk about what we're seeing in the atmosphere, AccuWeather's Dean DeVore. I even, Dean, uh, have heard from friends in Wisconsin and Michigan mm-hmm. who say that it's bad there as well. So how long do you think this situation could last? Well, uh, the wildfires that are, and, and it's been interesting. It's This has been like three weeks. We started with wildfires in Western Canada that created some of this issue. Then it switched to Nova Scotia about a week ago. And then fires uh, over the last week in uh, Quebec and Ontario province have erupted and they're burning out of control. You've heard stories that President Biden's sending American folks up there to help uh, to help fight those. So just the way this atmosphere has been stacked and uh, it has been tr- uh, kind of pushing that smoke into the levels of the atmosphere. Initially, it was in higher levels, but over the last couple of weeks, those levels of that smoke have come down to the surface, creating that Mars-like look to New York City and a lot of the areas yesterday. You know, I live in central Pennsylvania, and while it wasn't as bad as New York City, it was bad enough. And I'm not normally one that gets problematic with this, but I was wheezing and coughing yesterday afternoon, and it's just been it's just been awful, Deb. And the thing is, the way this Canadian wildfire situation is going to go, this is not going to end anytime soon. The atmosphere may be stacked differently here soon in the next week or so with different patterns that will steer the smoke in different directions, but these are probably issues that we're going to have to deal with on and off here over the next uh, couple of uh, months here as the wildfire season continues, especially up in Canada. Well, Dean, as we look ahead to months and years down the road, are we going to see some longer duration pollution episodes going forward? Yeah, I'm going to do a plug here for my Everything Under the Sun uh, podcast that just dropped yesterday. And it was a study that because, I, you know, this is amazingly early in the season to see these long stagnation and air quality issue events happen. Normally we see them later on in the summer, but studies that were done by the California EPA last year and published have seen an increase in a lot of areas in the country, especially the western part of the country out in California. Northeast, too, is in a bubble where the longer durations of these episodes of air stagnation and air quality issues, the numbers 
numbers of those days are increasing, and that trend looks like it continues as we go through this uh, climate change into warmer and drier in some ways. Um, you know, we just got official word today. El Nino is now official, so we flipped over from that two-year La Nina into El Nino. That bodes for a continuation of these problems. So, yeah, I think this is uh, we're, we're getting into this, and we also now, too, I think, know more of these kind of uh, uh, relationships, Megan, between the air and the sun and the uh, particulate matter from the fires and all how that works together and how it affects us. So I think we have better information to arm people with to help them uh, get through these situations that are, I think, looking like they're going to get worse. Yeah. If people haven't seen the photos of New York City from yesterday, it it was because I knew that the air was bad, but until I actually saw the pictures, it was orange. It just looked otherworldly. Well, and they, and and we were talking in New York today. More people had masks on across the the, the, the situation yesterday than we've seen since the pandemic, uh, and and they needed it. And it's still bad there today. They're still in hazardous levels. They're going to incrementally get better. The rest of the country, like where we are, that have been kind of in and out, we're in code orange today. That should get incrementally better. Then we're going to see how this uh, kind of transitions over the next couple of weeks. But I'm I'm sure we're going to be talking about all this again with you guys in terms of this uh, maybe another episode or two of this this summer here on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. All right. Thanks so much, Dean. We appreciate it. I'm Megan Lynch. The STL All Local is produced by the KMOX News Team. Subscribe to the All Local on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.